You're listening to keynote speeches from our Melbourne Podcasters Live event series. These are recorded live at the event and feature the best podcast professionals in Australia who reveal the craft and techniques of creating a successful show. I'm Adam Jaffrey, Strategy Director at Wavelength Creative. We produce this show and run the live events. Today's topic is how to grow your podcast from idea to iTunes hit, featuring our keynote speaker, Leon Shogren, host of the hit podcast, Am I Funny? Welcome, everybody, to the Melbourne Podcasters Meetup. Yeah. The reason Melbourne Podcasters exists, there's three objectives, I suppose. Uh, The first is inspiration. For for people who currently produce podcasts or want to, it's to get inspired by the people who speak and the people you meet who are, you know, doing amazing things. The second objective is empowerment. And we hope that you can, I guess, like learn something from uh, the speakers that we have here and learn something from each other. And then the third is community. We've already done some networking tonight and and, uh, you've had a great time meeting each other, but we realized that there's kind of no good events or opportunities to meet other podcasters. It's a very like isolating experience. I mean, I produce a podcast and I realized that, you know, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to kind of travel that journey alone. So we wanted to get all of us here together to, uh, to achieve those three things. Our topic tonight is how to grow your podcast from idea to iTunes hit. And there's no better person, I think, in Melbourne to be able to do that for us um, than Leon Shogren. He hosts a podcast called Am I Funny? Yeah, I, I want to hand over to Leon to tell us about how to grow your show. Thank you, guys. As Adam said, yeah, my podcast uh, is called Am I Funny? It was an eight-week journey into me learning about stand-up comedy. It was documentary form. And much like uh, you organizing this, it was very much like... I'm going to set a date and it'll force me to do it. And uh, it worked really well. I want to start off as well by saying that um, there's no right or wrong answer, I think, for, for podcasting. There's, uh, I suppose, a lot of different ways to do it. There's um, so many people doing it. And there's, you know, I'm, I'm not telling you how to do it or how not to do it. I just, I'm going to give you my insights, uh, what I've learned from um, doing my podcast and um, some other things like that. Uh, a little bit about myself to start off. I am a radio producer. I work in commercial radio. And I want to point that out that from the start as well from this, I made a conscious effort to sort of move away from my job whilst doing this podcast. Uh, I didn't want to use the resources I had at, uh, at my hand. Look, I used contacts here and there, but I felt like um, I wanted to sort of prove that I could do this even if I wasn't working in commercial radio. And um, I'll, I'll speak a bit, a uh, bit more about that as, as I go along. Look, I've always been to radio growing up. That's, uh, I got into it when I was 17 years old. And then I suppose as I went along, as the media grew, Got into podcasts very early and um, I suppose that's why I, I got into to podcasting quite early into that as well. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the podcast. I might, I'll play a little bit. This is a trailer that I made for the podcast. In fact, some of the guys here, Wooshka, uh, they're a, uh, a podcast hosting service. They helped me out a lot. Uh, in the early days, they believed in the project from the start. They helped me host. They had some contacts to help me sort of push it around and I think they get a mention in this, in this uh, trailer as well. But this sort of just sets up what the podcast is. 
It will either feel like the shortest or longest time of your entire life. Yeah, correct. <laughs> My name's Leon Shogren, and that's me with one of Australia's greatest comedians, Will Anderson. He's helping me in what could be the worst idea of all time. I'm giving myself eight weeks to learn and perform stand-up comedy. I don't mean to terrify you, but if I was going to give any new comedian a piece of advice, here's the piece of advice I would give them. Whatever your first gig is like, never release the audio to anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, and by the way, I will be releasing the audio on my podcast, Am I Funny? With the help of some of the world's best comedians, you'll be able to follow my entire journey in a weekly podcast in real time. Hey, Miss Blake, let's hear it for I haven't done a ton of stand-up, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. I should preface it by saying that. But when I did do it, like, it was often just, like, I would just say I'm doing it, and then a week, like, you know, in a few weeks' time, and then just, like, shit myself for a while, pretend I was fine, and then, you know, hours before the gig, panic, and then just try and write stuff. I mean, I think I, I reckon what you'll find if you ask, like, guys that are really good at it do a lot of stand-up is it comes from just being on stage. Over the eight weeks, you'll hear me learn the art of writing jokes, conquering stage fright, dealing with hecklers, and with coaching from comedic legend Justin Hamilton, find out if I'm funny or not. I like working with people who are new to comedy as well. It's, you know, you always want to be the mentor that uh, you wished you had. <laughs> I'm going to be your Ben Kenobi here. Am I Funny? The podcast following one man's eight-week journey to trying stand-up comedy for the very first time drops in March. Get your brand involved. Chat with Wooshka for more info. Are you prepared for the answer to be no? <laughs> I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> one of those ones where, you know, if you're, if you're doing, like, Am I Handsome, the podcast, <laughs> like, you'd have to brace it, perhaps. I mean, if it's an experiment, experiments can go both ways, right? So that was uh, the trailer, which um, I got that out a lot earlier than the, uh, the series um, actually came out, so we could try and shop it around to clients uh, to try and monetize from it. Uh, we didn't end up monetizing it, um, but the guys from Wushka did help out, so shout out to Corey and the guy. There he is. Um... I thought, all right, I'm going to give it a crack. And I had a friend of mine, Justin Hamilton, who is a comedian. Um, and I spoke to him about it. And he was, really, he was really behind me. He started backing me and going, I'm going to book you in. Like, I'll give you a month to sort of think about it and plan. And we'll get you up on stage. I started thinking about it. And at the same time, as much as I love my job, I was also looking for something you know, creative to work on outside of work. And again, as a fan of podcasts, I, th I was thinking of ideas for podcasts. And I couldn't think of one. And one day it just hit me, I was like, wow, I could actually do stand-up and, you know, a podcast at the same time. And I felt like that was a great way to sort of force myself to do both things, to start a podcast and try stand-up comedy. And eventually it's, you know, I thought about it and went, you know, at the end of it, if I'm funny, that's really great, that's a win. If I fail after, you know, this journey, it's also a win. It'll be really compelling audio. So I started planning it. It was around July 2016 and the final episode of the podcast came out June 2017. So from the concept to the end for an eight-week uh, series, it was a year. So I had the idea and it was weird because I, originally I was just going to sort of record a journal-style thing once a week leading up to the stand-up. But then, obviously, podcasts is you know, growing and, and these different sort of story-based ones you know, that are scripted and produced were coming out. So I thought, I'm going to give that a crack. And it was really weird because I had to storyboard the podcast like a television series. I did research 
I watched a few documentaries about you know drama, HBO dramas, and those sort of things, which is ridiculous because I'm just it's one guy trying to do comedy when you know Game of Thrones is making millions each week. But I I learned from them about storyboarding, you know, whether it be documentaries or drama TV shows, the best way to do character development. And I try, I approached it like I was building like a sitcom or, or a drama or like a, a television series, and um, it was a really cool process because. I'd never done it before and I was reaching out to people that I wouldn't usually speak to. Like I had a few friends that worked in the television industry and I thought, okay, can you let me know your thoughts on TV and I'll speak to you about podcasts, what I know. And we were sort of sharing the knowledge to try and work on this idea to, to sort of get it going. And yeah, that, so it was a really sort of cool element to that. Um, the other part to me that was super exciting was I hadn't heard of many podcasts apart from sort of radio, you know, radio shows being put into a podcast of a live event or like an interactive element at the end of it. So I loved the idea that people could follow this journey and if they were in Sydney where I was doing it, they could come along to the night and be part of it. They could, you know, hear the, the ideas of my jokes being conceived over the, the eight weeks and then hear the fully formed joke bomb or go well on stage. And um, it just really excited me, the idea of doing this sort of interactive event. And um, yeah, as I said, like doing it, it was, it was a win-win. It was either I failed or, or succeeded. It, uh, it was going to be uh, doing really well. The results for this podcast have been amazing. As I said, uh, with, with Wooshka backing me, I was trying to get it monetized. And the hard thing for that was, unlike a lot of other podcasts, I'd never sort of... This was starting from scratch. I didn't have... You know, 15 episodes, I could say, hey, here's what they sound like. We've got an audience built in already, um, et cetera, et cetera. So we were starting from absolutely zero. I, well, it was a no-name guy. I had a few, you know, comedians that names to help me out. But um, as of today, tonight, I just checked uh, all up. Uh, seven. I had seven episodes, uh, just under 46,000 downloads uh, over the episode. So that's 6,500 for each episode, which... Starting from scratch, give me a round of applause. I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, so that's the kind of thing. It was a, it was a, it was a risk for a lot of clients, and I find it's it's cool that uh, you know this event tonight, seeing so many people come out to invest in podcasting in Melbourne alone. I feel it's only a matter of time before companies and, and businesses take on board and start monetizing and have that trust. Um, you know, moving away from television probably and into podcasting and that sort of stuff. And um, hopefully, you know, cases like mine where they see someone can start from scratch and, you know, over eight episodes have almost 50,000 people. Uh, so, you know, that's the kind of thing looking at... You could take that to the Comedy Central and go, there's a direct, you know, audience of people that like comedy. Bang. It's, it's, it's obviously... It's the future of um, advertising. It's really, really cool to be a part of that. Okay, I'm going to try and give a couple of tips to uh, what I learned, I suppose, along, along this journey for the podcast. One of them was planning ahead. As I said, it was 12 months from the, the idea conceived um, up until the final, the final episode was um, put up online. And um, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people in podcasting and a lot of them just went, I asked them how they started and they said, oh, we had an idea and we thought, great, let's just jump in a studio, record and then see what happens. And th that works and you sort of get that rhythm and you get that groove sort of going. But I felt like I sort of, my radio producer mind, I need to sit down and plan. I need to think out and... So I did, I used that time and I think it's, it's, it's good to, I spent a good two months just talking to people and I think a lot of people should do that, just reaching out to people you wouldn't usually speak to. As I said, people in television, um, to comedians, I spoke to uh, authors just in the way how I should write or construct sort of the scripts around my podcast and um, it's just sort of getting out of your comfort zone and, and learning from people you wouldn't usually learn from, you kind of hear those 
different approaches to things, which I, I used in, in making the podcast. I also used that time to plan ahead how I would uh, do a sort of a release strategy. I spent my time getting a logo and a font done. I got a nice photo made. I you know, spoke to people about different options for the photos, what looks better, what stands out. I started sourcing those interviews and even music, like finding music for the podcast, the right music to use. I felt like if I'd rushed it, it would have ended up being not the greatest sort of uh, music to use, but I felt like I found the, I found the right thing and that was because I sort of used my time wisely. The other idea I had when I was planning ahead was just the release strategy. I spent a good you know, week thinking about when is the best time to release the podcast. You know, is there going to be more audience in America? So should I release it at a certain time so it's you know, concurrent with their, their time zones? The other producer, Sam, and I, we thought about it and thought, okay, there's a lot of podcasts that come out on a Monday, Tuesday. They try and get the, uh, the commuters at the start of the week. So we thought, let's give it a Thursday. Ours is a you know, 20-minute episode. You can bang it out in a commute to work. It's ready to go first thing in the morning when you get it. And hopefully, you know, it's first on their list because they've listened to everything else for that week. Um, it's just little things like that, like really thinking ahead about, you know, those little uh, details that you can do to sort of to make it succeed. And I, I, th- I think, you know, whether it worked or not, but um, I felt like that was a, a really good part of it. So planning ahead is a, uh, is a really big thing, I think. The second one for me is finding your audience. It was easy for me because I think, I suppose there's a lot of different podcasts out there, but comedy ones, there are a lot of comedy ones. So I could find that audience easily. I, um, I was almost ready to release the podcast, you know, start doing it in real time uh, in f- uh, January and February, I think this year. Um, but I had an idea because I know that the, the Melbourne Comedy Festival and the Sydney Comedy Festival are such big deals and all the comedians come there, they're there for like a month. They're plugging all their stuff on social media. There's a lot of fans out and about looking at that content online. So I, I held off on it three months just to go, great. So when my podcast is out, I want that to be in the thick of when all that comedy sort of talk is happening online. So I could jump on the back of comedians' hashtags so I could you know, ask them to retweet it when all their fans are there and that sort of thing. So it, thinking about that, that was a really, really strong thing. And also I had access to comedians and, and more sort of those sort of things around that area. The other thing as well is... Uh, Seeking out an audience, finding a blog or a Facebook page or a Twitter group that would, you know, relate to your content and going, hey, this is my podcast. Would you mind, you know, sharing it? And a lot of the time they go, shit, yeah, I'm looking for content. <laughs> People are th- like looking for their deadlines to do articles and stuff all the time. A few blogs that were happy to write it up and they, they smashed it out of the park. Got me a lot of um, downloads, which was great. So finding your audience is a really important thing to do, I think. Consistency is another tip for me. Dropping episodes at the same time every week. This was a part of my thing of doing a deadline. Now, I did my podcast in real time. So I set out, I didn't sort of write any jokes. I knew from day one when I started, that's when I'll start my comedy progress. So it was in real time. And I would release a podcast every week, Thursday morning, 6 a.m., you know, give myself that deadline. It nearly killed me. Like I had a lot of things happen around that time. Towards the end of my podcast, I used to live in Sydney and I got a new job um, and in radio, when you get a job, usually it's hush-hush for a few weeks. So I couldn't talk to anyone about it. So I was sort of stressing about my new job and moving house, writing comedy, producing a podcast, getting deadlines. And it legit nearly killed me. But um, I just integrated that into the storyline. I, you know, I had a few panic attacks, sure. Put that in the podcast. It's good content. But um, set yourself a deadline and make sure you stick to it because... The amount of times that I've, um, I'm a fan of a podcast and I know, oh, great, I've got nothing to listen to on the way to work tomorrow, that'll be there tomorrow morning for me. Get there, go to download it, they haven't uploaded the new episode. It shits me. And I think 
you know, you can only do that so many times before someone goes, ah, I won't look at that anymore. You know, a lot of people subscribe, but I, a lot of people also actively search out and go look, look for that podcast and download it so they know what they're listening to. The other thing as well with consistency, social media. Um, I, had a, I was doing all my social media myself for my podcast. So on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Consistency as well, like just posting a lot so people know you're there. You're always reminding them. You know, you can do a post here and there, but I think keeping the audience aware that you're there just by the consistent posts is a really important thing. Another point for me is interaction. Working in radio, a lot of the shows I work on, you know, we go call now and they call in straight away and you, you realise you've got an audience. We're like way ahead of radio. Podcasts are like so futuristic. We're, you know, we're doing stuff on the internet. It's great. We should be interacting. It should be two-way street. Like radio sort of is a mass audience, whereas podcasting is like I'm speaking to people that care about this one little topic and that they, they have thoughts and ideas and there's a reason they're listening to it. It's a niche sort of a niche topic, each of the podcasts. And I didn't use it enough in my podcast and I think a lot of podcasts use it well. I think if you're doing a podcast, any chance you can have elements of people including messages, send in audio, send in video. There's so many different elements with the technology we have today to you know, put into your podcast. There's no way, every podcast should be having an interactive element and building it as a community sort of thing. I did it at the end, like, so at the end of my podcast, I did use it. I sort of put my stand-up video on, online and said, hey, everyone give me feedback and they recorded grabs and I put it in my podcast. So I, I kind of regret not doing a bit more in my podcast because I think it is an element that could have been uh, a bit more stronger in there. The final tip for me for, for podcasting is networking in so many different senses. Anytime you have a guest on your podcast, get them to share it. Get them to, you know, put it on their socials, hassle them a little bit. You know, I'm sure if they're willing to come on your podcast, I'm sure they're willing to put a tweet or a Facebook post up about it. Also, people that can help, network with, you know, as I said, reach out to people you wouldn't usually speak to on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Instagram. You know, finding out those people. Like, actually, that's how Adam and I met. He followed my podcast. I reached out and said, hey, love to get your thoughts on the podcast. We spoke about it and it's gone from there. And, you know, it's that thing where we're in this community now, you know, where we're all here tonight because of, you know, we, a lot of us probably haven't met. We're just all a fan of the same thing. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be talking about that online and meeting up and sharing wisdom and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 it's um, networking is such an important thing. Meeting similar-minded people and, uh, and getting them to give you feedback and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really, really good. That's about it from me, I think. Can we just give uh, a quick round of applause for Leon? <laughs> Thank you. My stand-up was funnier, so if you haven't listened. I want to ask about the, the, the format of the show. You, know, mm-hmm. you spent like a year planning this, right? Yeah. And it was really successful. Like you, you launched a show from zero to, I think it was 20,000 downloads in... Um, in kind of a month or... Yeah, or yeah, something, I think right? it was around that. Yeah, yeah. 20,000 downloads in the first month, which is massive for, for an independently produced podcast. You know, you don't have like a big network behind you. You're literally just one guy. Yeah. What do you think it was about the show or something that you did that made it so successful? I felt like there was a few elements. Actually, one was, again, Wushka and their lovely contacts and networking. They had a lot of contacts at iTunes and um, they liked it and and, uh, managed to feature it, which was a huge... I saw a huge... Literally saw a huge bump of of downloads after it was featured on iTunes. But I felt like it must just... It felt like a bit of a perfect storm of the right idea. You know, people are looking for those stories that they can listen to and, and, you know, binge on almost... 
Um, so that was that story of just someone being really vulnerable and just putting it all out there. People always like to laugh. I, I feel like, you know, people like a comedy podcast, even though it was sort of about comedy, not just wasn't funny in itself. I think people found that sort of interesting to see that peek behind the curtain. And also the interactive element of it being a live, real-time podcast. I hadn't, I've heard a couple, but I hadn't heard many. Um, so it was really cool to, to sort of give that crack. It might just have been a perfect storm. Uh, who wants to ask a question? Do you have any plans for future podcasts? Has that occurred to you? As soon as I finished that podcast, everyone was asking that. And I was like, just give me a break. Like, <laughs> I've nearly killed myself in the last eight weeks slash year. Yeah, so I've thought about that idea. I, I really like playing with the idea of real time, uh, you know, culminating in an event. Also, it's just that, again, that thing of it's win-win. Because if I fail, it's, you know, being vulnerable, putting myself out there. And I've also toyed with the idea of... of um, taking the concept to like a TV platform almost and just doing the same thing with someone else and I'd produce it and, and see if a TV show, a TV channel would sort of take it on board. So um, I'm in the early stages of working on that as well, I think. Okay, so this relates to the storyboarding that you were talking about that you do. Um, I've been recording an internet radio program and there's a lot of content in mine because it's about spoken word, literature and poetry um, I tend to plan out everything minute by minute and lay out blocks. Um, that's my way of sort of functioning with it. So I was curious when you mentioned about storyboarding because that's more a visual, uh, more a graphical thing in my mind. Yeah. So I was wondering how you were doing that for your show. Was it a graphical thing or yeah it kind of was like i'm a very visual person as well so i ended up i'm not sure if you've seen many it's worth seeing some of these documentaries uh, one of the ones i watched is called um i think it's seven days in hell which is it's a documentary um behind the scenes of south park because not many people know that they're an animated show but they're so topical because they literally write and animate the show within a week which is unheard of because you know someone like the simpsons takes a year to sort of animate whereas you know they're so so advanced that they again in a, within a week they kill themselves each week you just get into that deadline so they have these sort of storyboards and I and I knew with my episodes I suppose plot points here and there so I knew the start was you know I have to get to know who I am the second last episode was going to be my stand-up the last episode was going to be you know feedback and then I knew there'd be sort of things here and there so I you know I put those main points in with under those episodes and I went okay so I've got to book in a venue at one point. I've got to work out what kind of comedy I am. Um, I've got to write some jokes. So I did the main sort of plot points and then just started sort of pushing them around and going, okay, what's, there's too many things in that episode, so maybe I should you know, even it out and put it in that episode. And, and just visually, just doing that was a really sort of easy way to do it. A lot of things happened during that, uh, the podcast that I had to adapt and change. I think it was week three, I realised that I'd booked the um, gig a week too early. <laughs> So I had to roll with it. So I ended up doing seven episodes and cramming it all in sort of together. But um, just having to adapt. It was a really interesting moment in my podcast and I almost cut it out and I'm glad I left it in. A few weeks into the podcast, I spoke about some ideas for, for stand-up. One of my jokes I was uh, talking about was essentially the idea of um, I was going to go to a music festival in Europe my, and my mum didn't want me to because she thought it might be dangerous. And you know, there's a whole sort of jokes about terrorism at, at festivals and stuff like that and it was kind of edgy and I was I'm really proud of the jokes and and like, you know Will Anderson was you know really sort of for it and thought you should really try this and then uh there was the tragedy at the Ariana Grande concert and that happened you know week five into the podcast and I was a week out from doing the comedy and I just thought I can't do these jokes I can't do this these jokes at my stand-up and 
And I almost went, okay, I need to, I don't know how to deal with this. Do I just ignore it? But I ended up turning it into content. I spoke to Will Anderson on the phone and recorded a chat going, here's what's happened. Like, it's horrific and really horrible. But, you know, this is happening to me right now and to these people. How do I, how do I change this? And I think um, having the storyboard is really good. But also, you've got to be prepared to, to, to change it on the fly. Because, you know, with these sort of things, be prepared to, to throw it out and, and move on. Um, I just wanted to know, was the show beneficial for you? Absolutely. Like, um, as I mentioned, like, it was tough work. Like, it really challenged me in several ways. Like, the idea of making the podcast in real time, that was challenging in its own right. But then also, at the same time, I didn't think about it really. I didn't think about the idea of producing it week by week, but then also setting aside time to try and write comedy. <laughs> so that was really stressful. But um, the end of it, like... A lot of comedians say the first time you'll ever do comedy, whether you fail or succeed, it is such a moment in your life. After the comedy, it felt so amazing. Like it was such a great, it was probably just relief to be honest that I'd done it. Leon, tell me about the time commitment involved. It's a good question. I probably wouldn't want to write down the hours I spent on it because it'd be a bit depressing. But um, it, yeah, it's weird to think that at the end result I've got, I think it's you know, seven 20 minute episodes. And that came from a lot of hours. Um, I was like a perfectionist as well. Like I was making sure all the grabs were right. Is that story going to work there? Is it too much of that comedian when we had them last week or yeah, it was a lot of time. I probably could have spent less to be honest. (laughs) You spoke a lot about this uh, documentary series and having this multi-part narrative and how you went to this trouble of storyboarding and listening to HBO documentaries and speaking to authors about scripting. What was the number one tip you took away about telling a multi-part story, about making that compelling? Character development was a really interesting one. I was very active in thinking about um, the character development. I had a few characters in the show that I... It was myself, Sam, who was my producer and friend. He was always sort of that troubleshooter and, and Hamo was my, my comedy coach. He was always looking out for me. That was like a really sort of important thing that stayed with me the whole time, just really developing the characters and making people care about them. From your perspective, especially with the commercial radio background... Um, did you kind of run this venture a bit like a business? Did you think about it that way? And like, were there any limits that you put on your spending or, or yeah, particularly yeah. with the financial stuff? Yeah, look, early on, we had the idea, we were speaking with the idea of, it was being pitched around to a few clients and there was a few nibbles here and there. Um, but it was getting to the point where it was like, well, they might sign on, they might not. And we need to get some of these interviews in the can. And like for me, a lot of one of the trips was to the Adelaide Fringe Festival where a lot of the comedians were a few weeks before the podcast launched. So I was like, I could either get them on the phone or I could get over there and get some face-to-face time. I'm one of those people that likes to spend money and try and justify it. I was like, well, I'll go over there and see some comedy shows. Like I probably would have seen comedy in Sydney or Melbourne, so I'll use it as a holiday. Um, that cost a bit of money. But uh, yeah, I didn't set a budget, but I was very conscious, consciously aware that, you know, I wouldn't get return from this potentially. It was that kind of like, it's a once in a lifetime. You only get to do comedy first once. So you did a podcast, right? And it changed you. It did change me, yeah. So that's what I'm interested in. Okay. You know, you've done this and you look back, what positive changes have you done because you did this podcast and what kind of negative things do you think you do now because you've done it? That's good. The positive for me was um, I'd always been a fan of comedy and... I'd always thought about it and never did it. And I'd sort of, I had in the past always gone, you know what, I'm going to do it. I, I thought about it, I'd set a date, and then I'd have an excuse, something would come up, and I'd go, I use that as an excuse to get out. And by doing the podcast, that really enforced me to go, I've got to do this now. And I'm so glad that I did 
because it was such a cool feeling to do stand up. I haven't done it again since. I'm thinking about it. But again, I'll probably just keep putting it off unless I do another podcast about it. Yeah, I, that was just a really, really cool thing. And I, it was just a, a life, it was a bucket list thing. Like a lot of people think about that and like to get on stage and, and think you can make people laugh is so cocky. <laughs> but like I'm really glad I did it because it was just such a, a great feeling. So it, that was the positive for me. It was just ticking off that bucket list, um, a thing that a lot of people will never, ever do. And I'm glad I did that. Um, negative changes. Uh, I feel like right now I, that was such a high for me. that The concept of the podcast, how I did it, how my comedy went, all that sort of stuff. I feel like I've set it too high and I'm trying to find that next idea, which is kind of frustrating. But it's also challenging, which is great. Yeah. All right. Can we just give it one more round of applause for Leon? 